What's going on, everyone? You are listening to a brand new episode of the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success. I am your host, Maverick Levy, and after taking a week off to take my LSATs, I'm coming back in. Not only does it feel like it's been too long since I've been behind the mic, but it feels great to be back. And a quick reminder to everyone to check out and utilize the other ways to interact with the show. The first way to interact with the show would be by following us on social media. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter can be found by at TBOTBpod. And the website is a very useful tool for use that may be wanting to find a job, that maybe want to contact one of the guests that I've had on the show so you can utilize their services. Whatever it may be, be sure to check out the website. You can even put a face to the voice you're listening because their pictures are up there. And the website is tbotbpod.com. And before we get into the interview, I want to tell you all that the discussions on this podcast are for informational purposes only. I cannot predict and do not guarantee that you will attain a particular result from the information provided. You should always seek professional assistance before making decisions in connection with the topics discussed. Today, as always, is a great episode due to the fantastic guest that I have on the show. You know, on today's episode of the best of the best, Maverick's Guide to Success, I have Dan Folger. He's an entrepreneur. He is the owner slash co-founder of Shop GLD. And what's awesome about Dan is his come up story, right? His story to success, which you all will hear all about. So let's give a warm welcome to Dan, bro. What's been going on? I saw you were living it up on vacation. How was that? What's going on, brother? Yeah, I was in uh I was in Cabo, so to anybody out there who's never been to Cabo, you got to check it out. It's probably my favorite spot in Mexico, I would say. Tulum's dope too, but Cabo, it's it's more just like the landscape. You have like that desert feel, you know, the rocks that clash into the ocean. It's great. I stay at this uh, new hotel. It's called Nobu, like literally like the restaurant. Okay. So like if you like seafood, sushi and stuff like that, it just unreal hands. Yeah. Like it's just amazing. And it's great too. It's not super packed modern it's great man i loved it how was the food i saw the food on your stories besides the infinity pool that looked over into the <laughs> ocean the food the food was what i was checking out was oh it my good? god it was dude i i went i ate at nobu four times out of the six nights we stayed there five nights it was just unreal like it, it just you can't get enough of it. it's the best yeah everyone always loves nobu right when you like oh i'm gonna go to nobu but uh actually that place in hawaii i was telling you about before we started recording they have a nobu at that resort as well and i feel like the the nobu restaurants at the resorts are so much different than like when you go to the one in miami which is inside the nobu hotel but i feel like it's just a different vibe if you know what i nah, mean for sure honestly like yeah the nobu one in miami is like like my least favorite my actual favorite one is the nobu in malibu in california it's honestly unreal it's literally the view right, is yeah, fire. Yeah. It's right on the ocean what you know the waters break you know the waves are breaking literally under you it's sick but like i said i'm a i love you know seafood sushi and whatnot and I, they definitely have like the best yeah i'm the opposite as you bro this the seafood and sushi i don't do i don't eat sushi or seafood regularly Ooh. unless i'm like trying it i know my girlfriend hates me because of it but I got to step my game up for sure. I just, I don't know Some why. Some people just. Whenever I go out. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Whenever I go out to somewhere, I'll try it, right? Like, it's not like I'm against it. I'll try what I eat, but it's not like something like, oh, let's carry in or oh, let's go get sushi. It's only like if we're on vacation and she wants to go there and my family wants to go there. It's like, all right, we'll go there. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. 
but let's get into this. So I start all my interviews off pretty much the same way, and that's getting some background information about you. So if the guests don't know you, they can get to understand you know, who you are and what you do. So where did you grow up? So I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was born and raised there. What is that, the, the 412? Is that yep. right? 412? It's funny. People were like, so there's an area code like outside of like Pittsburgh, you know, and it, it's 724. And people are always like, from the 412, it's like, no, you're from the 724. Like, you know, like, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, you're calling them out. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, Pittsburgh, born and raised. Um, great spot, you know, definitely, I'm happy with it. Dope. Dope. And did you go to college or did you not go? No, I didn't go to college, you know, with right out of high school. You know, I like I, it was just one of those. I wasn't even, you know, I was never the best in school. I, I had no. Yeah. I was like, no, no yeah. shame to you. Yeah. No shame to yeah. you. It's, everyone's got a different path and look where it ended you up. So yeah. I'm not you mad at you. I have, you know, no debt, nothing. So that's, that's good. At yeah, least. <laughs> of course, that's always the upside, right? It's yep. like you're going to get in all this debt to hopefully get a job that's going to pay enough to get that debt off. But I always recommend people on the show, you know, go to college because if you don't know what you want to do, if you don't know what your passion is, you at least have some sort of something to fall yes, back on. So I was just going to say that. So I agree with that totally. If you don't have a skill or a plan when you're, you know, in high school or this, or you have a dream of, you know, of a sense. Like, I mean, not even a dream. You could be a dream to be a doctor, but like, you know what I'm saying? A skill or something that doesn't need that involve college. Be my guest. Go, you know, if you are going to go hundred percent with it, do it. But literally if you're on the fence of it, or you really don't know what to do. You got to go to college. As simple as that. Like it's, you know, facts of like, you know, getting a job and whatnot. You know, if you don't have that skill or that entrepreneurship in you, you just got to go to school and there's nothing wrong with this. You know, like you said, there's nothing wrong with school or not going to school. Yeah, for sure. So where are you currently living then? So I'm um, currently in Nevada. I just moved actually from um, California. I've been in California for like three years, but just for, you know, financial reasons. Yeah, headed out yeah to you, Nevada. you hopped around a little bit. I, I met Dan back in, oh God, I don't even remember. You're trying to figure this out before, like four or five years ago, first in New York, and then you moved down to Florida for a little bit and we were trying to connect down there. And then he bounced around to California. Yeah, so I went from Pittsburgh to L.A., from L.A. to New York City, then from New York City to Miami, then from Miami back to L.A., and then now wow. to Nevada. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know how you do it, bro. Moving is my least fucking favorite thing. I hate moving. I hate it so much. It's literally the worst thing in my opinion. I have crazy OCD, so like whenever I move, it's like ferocious. I fucking hate it. It's horrible. Yeah, no, it was bad. Yeah, but let's transition here to your success story because myself and the listeners, you know, they now know what you do. They know who you are. So for all of you that may not know, I introduced him as the owner of Shop GLD. So will you give them a background of what Shop GLD is and just, you know, we'll get into how you started it later on, but I just want them to understand what it is for those that may not know. And and you should know if you're on Instagram because the sponsored ad are just killing it. Actually, if you were listening to this, we probably already got you with an ad. <laughs> <laughs> we probably already True. targeted you now. So GLD is an e-commerce jewelry company. We do men and women's. You know, mainly we're just men's, but now we've been adding a women's line. Yeah, man. Like I said, we we're not in like stores. We just do strictly online. Is that what e-commerce means? It's a strictly online form of business. No, I guess because you could do like technically wholesale. We just choose not to do wholesale. We like to just drive everybody to our site. I feel. I mean, e-commerce is just selling online, but like you know, there's a lot of companies like that sell in stores. Like any yeah, anything you go online to buy on a website, I would consider e-commerce. You know, 
Um, that's just what we choose to do. You know, we're super strict with, you know, what we want to put our brand with. So, you know, like Zoomies, for example, you know, um, what's the other one? Paxson, like all those, like we were going to go into those, but there's some brands in there that like, you know, we feel like we didn't fit with and we wanted to, you know, keep our brand image high, you know, cause we have partnerships with the NBA, MLB, NFL, stuff like that. So we want to, you Marvel know, Marvel too, Marvel. Right? Yeah. We'll get into that, about uh, that. Yeah. That one's sick. We'll get into that in a little bit. Cause I think that's all dope stuff. So at least you guys now know what his company is, but let's talk about, we started there. So we now know what you're currently doing. Now let's backtrack. Let's go through your history. Let's see, you know, how you came to this spot. So I know you, I knew of you, I should say, from watching day-to-days of Wiz Khalifa's day-to-days. And that's like how I found out about who Dan Folger was because I believe like in the bottom left or right-hand corner, there was always like a little white like looking icon that said Dan Folger. And I always was like curious. That was like what me and my boys did back in the day, watch day-to-days and chilled on the weekends. So how did you become... Wiz Khalifa's photographer, videographer, how did that come to fruition? And I I know it was like something to do, I could be so mistaken, but it was something to do with a flip phone, is that right? Like had something to do with you taking pics on a flip phone or is that totally off? So no, that was, that has nothing to do with it. That was kind of just like, I found like a Razor phone like from way back in the day and I used to always just like carry it around, just like mess around with it. So how it started was, like I said, I was, I was in Pittsburgh. I, you know, I picked up photography as a hobby. Again, like I didn't have like this dream of being, you know, work with celebrities, this and that. I just, I picked it up as a hobby, self-taught, started to, sh- you know, shoot people around the city and was starting to do it, obviously, then for money at one point. And again, Wiz is from Pittsburgh. So I started to meet people in the city that were connected to him. And anytime he would have like a concert or, or music video, this or that, you know, these guys, I would take photos for them and they'd be like, you know, oh, yo, come through. Because obviously they'd want me to get photos of them and Wiz and stuff like that. So I kind of like, you know, built like a cool network with his people. So I would come around, but like Wiz didn't even know who I was at that point, you know, but I was still around this and that. So at least he knew my face. And the day that actually changed everything was shout out to my boy, John Geiger. He invited me to go to a concert in Scranton, PA. Wiz had a show and we were going up a day early just to kick with them, all this stuff. And we drove up and we just chill with him. It was like, you know, me, John, Wiz, like it was like super personal, you know? And it was like, yo, take, yo, let's go take some photos real quick, like one-on-one. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. I took these photos. I'll never forget it. Like he was holding this like water gun, like this squirt gun. And this other one, he was like crouched down, like smoking weed with his dog, like with the tie-dye background. Anyway, so I go, you know, we go back to the hotel, we're chilling. And he told John to, um, tell me to email him all the photos, like not even text, like just a straight up email him. And it was so funny. His email is like so generic. Like I can't remember what it was. It was like whiz, like whiz 10, whatever <laughs> at gmail.com. It was just funny. Yeah. But anyway, so I emailed him these photos. Okay. I wake up in the morning, my phone's like blowing up, like dude, check Instagram, check Instagram. Like I have all these notifications. Like he posted all my photos, tagged me, followed wow. me. And I check my email, you know, just go and check my email. He fucking, he responds to my email, says, yo, man, you should stay on this whole entire tour with me. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm down. Like, after this show, I'll let me go home, get like a bag, and I'll have someone drive me to the next show. And um, so, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, so I met him. What what year was that? Dude, 2012, maybe. I would have to look back. And how old were you then? I'm 27 now, so what would I be? That would be like 
I'm bad at math. What would that be? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm horrible. I'm horrible at I'm math. Waiting, that's I'm waiting, waiting for you. Unit. I'm waiting for you to be like, oh, that you're like, but. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's why we, we were talking. I, I took I'm the law what, like, I didn't take the numbers. Yeah, up. I'm probably what 18, 19 at that time. Okay, yeah, something so like that. Like, you I were couldn't like drink. Fresh out of high school. Yeah, 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 I couldn't even drink. I remember I couldn't even drink or anything. So. So he just asked you to come along, and that was it. It was like it, the relationship started at that point. Yeah, so I built the relationship from there. And it was funny. Like, I did that tour. I'll sum this up real fast. I did the tour for free. Um, like, it wasn't even paid, but I was like, dude, I don't give a hell. Like, this is, like, the best thing I can get. The networking opportunity. Yes. So, you know what they say, you're... Your net, what is it? Your network is your, your net worth. Your net worth, your network is your net work. Yeah. Or I no, like your net work is your net worth. Some yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that, your which net, is very yeah, your true. Your net work is your net worth. Yeah, so the tour's over. I go back home. I didn't hear from them for like months. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, still followed me, this and that, but like, I didn't, I was like, damn, you know, it was a good while it lasted. And so, anyways, I got a call randomly from Wiz's manager. I was just driving through um, a part of Pittsburgh. I got a call from his manager late at night. He's like, yo, hey, man, Wiz wants to hire you full time, like put you on a salary and move you to L.A. Like, are you down? And I'm like, dude, you don't need to tell me. Like, I'm fucking, I'm going home right now. Let's get it. And then that's how it all started. Literally, I, I flew to L.A. and never looked back. Literally went with the wow. suitcase, man. So were man. you living with Wiz or were you living somewhere else? Like they put you up somewhere else. No, I literally lived with Wiz for a good bit, like for a few, you know, for like maybe two and a half years or so. Yeah. So how long were you a part of his team, like from that 2012 point? 2012 to like end of 2016, 17, so like four and a half years, almost five years probably. Yeah, which is a long time, dude. Wow. That's crazy. And before we transition to, you know, how you started Shop GLD, I'm sure that was somewhat after that or maybe during it, but do you have any crazy story or the coolest experience that you'd be willing to share about a time when you were, I'm sure there's so many, but does one pop into your head about it? I always I like have, those Actually, questions. I know exactly. I have a great, great time. So GLD did, we did a pop-up, okay, in Pittsburgh. It was, a, it was a GLD, Taylor Gang collab. This was actually, this is a great story. This is just so dope what we did for the city. We rented out a building. So there's a street called Southside, okay? It's just like bar, 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 bar. Just, it's just the nightlife streets. a straight shot, ton of bars. Anyways, we rented a building, like a storefront um, on that street. Like it was so cool, dude, because we did everything like, it was just completely empty and like we just built it ourselves, like built it out ourselves, you know, like hung up racks for like the clothes, jewelry counter, all this stuff. Anyways, made it super dope. And we were and we did a private party. Like I'm talking a house party, dude. And Wiz performed like he was performing, but like wow. this dude. So I literally so it was like if you if you bought something, you got like a ticket to come or something. But anyways, and we were only going to let like 100 people in. Dude, this thing I'm talking got so nuts. Like it was it was like a frat house, dude. Like we had kegs. <laughs> Wiz was just chilling there, smoking weed. Like it was just like the best night of our life. Like in Pittsburgh, you gotta remember this. Wiz is like obviously a legend in Pittsburgh. Like imagine just having a frat party, but Wiz just Wiz just there. Like it was just so sick. He performed new songs. It was just like the best vibe ever. The police ended up coming because it was so crazy, and they shattered our window. Like they, I guess no one. I don't know what we did. We just like wouldn't answer the front door. And they got like their baton and like shattered the whole window and like came in and people were scattering. Like it was just nuts, dude. Like it was just funny because, like, you know, Wiz at that point, A list celebrity. 
just at like a house party like it was just dope man i was i think i remember seeing like some video of this back in the day somewhere something i saw like a close-up some it brings this trigger something in my head that i think i remember what this was yeah we made a youtube video out of it 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 was just unreal though um yeah that's really dope so let's transition now thank you for sharing that story by the way i'm sure the listeners i loved it so i'm sure the listeners will love that one as well so at what point in your life were you like i'm gonna try and do this jewelry thing or what triggered you or like how what was that transition from like being wizards photographer to starting shop gld will you fill us in on that gap yeah so i would say it was like you know midpoint in my career with wiz where i would you know maybe even yeah mid midpoint almost to you know coming in like three years you know, or four years. So anyways, the main point was just like, I was building a ton of connects. You know what I'm saying? My Instagram was getting bigger. I had a great following. I was meeting everybody. And it was just that point, you know, I'm like, damn, dude, like I got to like make some moves. Like, you know, I got to use this to my advantage, like straight up. Like I need to take advantage of the situation I'm in, you know? And plus like when you're around people, you know, I say this to everybody who asks, like when, when you're around people, that have money like you just want to get your own money you know like i'm like i don't want to be that if we're in dubai or something or wherever and and wiz just wants to chill in the hotel room all day i actually i have to chill there with them you know what i'm saying like you know like i'm like damn i want to you know i want to go to dubai whenever the hell i want not like because you know wiz has to go perform or this or that so like that really started giving me the motivation but like i said the main thing was i was gaining all these contacts this following and a few of my um, friends were graduating college at the time. And, you know, we all stayed, you know, super close, all best friends. And we were just like, you know, just like, yo, let's start something. And it wasn't even jewelry. It was, let's just start. It was honestly just anything. Like clothing was like the main, you know, that's like the easiest in everyone's eyes. I always make clothing, this and that. But I have a, I had a buddy in New York City who was um, like, yo, dude, like get on. Like you guys should do jewelry, man. You guys should do jewelry that, you know, great margin, super dope. It's going to pop. Like I'm telling you kind of like doubted him, you know? And I, uh, and yeah. I visited him in New York, say like a couple months later. And he like took me to his spot and I looked at all this stuff. And next thing you know, I left with jewelry, like only like $200 worth, you know? Yeah. And I, and we started the Instagram and I just started taking pictures. I started carrying it with me. And it was like, honestly, it was just a snowball effect, man. It was just a full on snowball effect. I, I'll never forget. Actually, like literally never forget. When I met you in New York, when you guys were doing the shop GLD ice cream truck at Futures Pop-Up back in the day, I was like, I asked you the same question. And, you know, back then I must have been 17 years old. And I was like, bro, like what made you, you know, what motivated you to do this? And you said kind of like the same thing you just said, but it was like once you see and are involved with someone that has a type of lifestyle like Wiz had, it makes you strive to want to get to that point. It makes you want to work twice three times 10 times as hard 100 times as hard so you can get to that point on your own and that's something that like always always stuck with me from that day you said that to me because it's just like you know once once you're involved in that and you see what that can bring to you like put the money aside for a second because like money comes and goes right but it's like when you have that consistent stream of income flowing in that is enough to support the lifestyle that you want to live in reality i'm sure there's you know one day I will have that, but there's going to be no better feeling than that. I'm sure you can attest to that. Like you just took a trip to Mexico and you know, like you just do what you want to do now. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So was this when you went to New York and got that uh, jewelry from your boy? So were you making it or was he making it and you were just selling it or how was that working? Um. So how that was, it was basically just a jewelry wholesale shop. 
So we weren't we weren't making it. And what's cool about us is, dude, we didn't have ba- we didn't have a background in jewelry. We were just kids. Yeah. We didn't have a background in e-commerce. That's what I love about it because it's like us. We really build it from the ground up. Um, it was a wholesale shop. We went and picked out the pieces that we thought were dope that we would wear, and yeah, that's it. We went and bought it, and then we'd resell it, buy it, resell, buy, resell until we finally got enough money to then we found our own manufacturer. We started making our own custom designs. You know, we made our own custom site. You know what I'm saying? Start stamping GLD in the back, you know? So just like anybody, you start, you know, we started out by just flipping jewelry, you know? And yeah, just, you're just flipping. And so you were learning everything about jewelry on the fly. Everything about jewelry, about e-commerce, websites, you know, customer service. Like we didn't, we, yeah. none of us had a background, you know? We all came from just like, None of that stuff. None of our parents were entrepreneurs or, you know, everyone, all our parents just work nine to five. When, as a photographer, was that very helpful when you were trying to market all this? Like you yes. knew what the dope setup was going to be and how it was going to look dope on IG and all that shit. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that hundred percent. I mean, to this day, we blow everyone out of the water with content. Like it's just nice, especially having in-house, you know, myself just being able to do photos, especially in the start, like the, we just make the pieces just look like, you know, I mean, they are nice, but I'm saying like, just so sick. Like you see the photo, you're like, it's such a dope photo. I want to be that person in that photo, you know? And especially I was still traveling with Wiz and doing all this stuff. So like having them, having the pieces on the PJ or like all types of cool stuff. So yeah, the content helped us build it so much and the lifestyle that we were living. It's not like we were lying. Like we were actually doing this, you know, living this dope lifestyle too. You know, young kids grinding it out, you know, being with Wiz, like people just really like, it was inspiring at that point. Hundred percent. Yeah, I I love that. Whenever you have a product and you want to match it with another high value item, so then people associate like, oh, shop GLD with private planes and nice cars and yachts and all that shit. So it's like that association factor that brings the customer into wanna you know be a part of that lifestyle. So that's really dope. So when you made that first flip that you were talking about, is that when you and your friends realized like? this is what we got to do. Like we got to take charge of this and go full force in this. Or were you guys just sort of like, eh, like maybe we'll see if we can do it again. Nah, because like when we did it, it was like a good, like shit, like sold out. You know what I'm saying? Like when we dropped it, we were like, you know, it worked. It wasn't like, I oh, will sell a piece, you know, it's selling one every week. Like we sold out, like we crushed it, getting crazy comments, getting amazing feedback. Like we knew we were onto something, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there was no doubt in our mind. Like we're like, yo, this is it. Like fuck clothing you know, fuck anything else. This is it. Like, let's focus on jewelry and let's crush it. Yeah. And is shop GLD, is it like, I'm trying to figure out how to put it into words because I don't want the listeners to think it's like some crazy expensive jewelry. It's like for the average person to buy, right? Yes. I'll break out. Let me explain that. So GLD has three price points. Okay. You can step in entry level piece. Okay. You know, gold-plated piece, lifetime guarantee on all the items that we offer. So, uh, you know, gold-plated, say, starts at $99, okay, with a chain. And then you can get to uh, a middle price point, say, like $150 price range. It's called Vermeil, which is sterling silver dipped into gold. And then if you want, you know, you're bossed up, you saved up your money, you can buy the solid gold and diamonds. Do you know what I'm saying? So we we cover the full spectrum, you know, because it's like us as kids, like, we didn't have money to buy jewelry. Everyone knows it's expensive. You know, and so we wanted, we made basically the best affordable jewelry that you can grow with. You know what I'm saying? Because it's cool because a lot of our people, you know, 
start off by buying an entry level piece, okay, you know, for like $99. And next thing you know, a year or two later down the line, they'll be like, bro, I finally just bought a solid gold piece from you guys. And like, that's super dope for us because that is our vision. You know, we want you to grow with us. Like, it's okay that you can't buy, you know, the $2,000 chain or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can still yeah. get that, you know, the entry level one you know, lifetime guarantee, amazing quality, this and that. You're still, you know, buying into the lifestyle, you know, the vision, whatever. And it's nice to treat yourself if you can afford, you know, the higher end. It's nice to treat yourself to something that maybe looks the same. Maybe it doesn't feel the same. Maybe it doesn't weigh the same, but at least it's that look. And when you put it on, you know, of course, nothing buys happiness, but it makes you feel good. And when, just like anything else, when you get something brand new, it makes you feel good for a little bit. It's not long-term, but it does. And I and I love that about Shop GLD that you're offered at different price points. So you're inclusive of all types of different consumers, no matter what they're making, no matter who they are, no matter where they're at in life, they can go on the website and they can get whatever they want to get and they can pick and choose from it and you know something else i loved and i always talk about it on the show is building something from the ground up and when i was doing my due diligence i saw that that was in the bio of the shop gld ig i know you just mentioned it here and I love that you talk about building something from the ground up because this podcast is about the shit that's not taught in school but is essential in life. So for the listeners to be able to hear your success story of how you actually built something from the ground up just by flipping something like you weren't even necessarily believing in yourself. You were doubting your boy who was telling you all this. It's inspirational to not only myself but I'm sure the listeners because it's another prime example of someone that did build something from the ground up and is here to talk about that. But going back now to the initial stages of building your company and you realized that you wanted to take it serious and grow it, what year did you officially start to dedicate 100% of your time to building this company from the ground up? Mm, let me think. Like we were going in like 2016. We were doing stuff, but like, yeah, it was ne it was every day at that point still. But when I officially like, honestly, the day you could say I went full force was the day I, I stopped working with Wiz the day I, you know, I, I stepped down and quit, um, which would be, I would say we, we were dabbling in it, you know, doing our thing, you know, 2014, 2015, my, I would say, cause we got our first office in 2016, like our first Pittsburgh office, you know, like this was like a dream come true. We got our first Pittsburgh office 2016. So I would say 2016. Yeah. is when I, I like the end of 2016, I went full force stopped with Wiz. And that was like, because it was to the point it was like, I couldn't do both. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I couldn't. And I was like feeling like I was missing out, you know, because the guys, you know, were working all day on stuff, shipping stuff out, this and that. And like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, like I'm busy all day, like with Wiz, this and that. I couldn't catch up with stuff. You know, I feel like I'm missing out on my own company. So I was like, that was, and, and I knew there was obviously the bigger picture with it. So that was the time, 2000, I would say, yeah, 2016 era was when I was stopped, went full force with it and was like, let's get it. Dope, dope, 100%. And so to give, the listeners, um, I guess, how they can gauge the growth of it. What can you tell us in terms of, I don't know if you want to talk about revenue, you're not obligated, or number of employees. Obviously, you said it was you and your friend, I believe. So like, how can the listener gauge to how it's grown today? Or you can do it in how many pieces you were selling back then, how many pieces you're selling now? Yeah, so I would basically say, yeah, I'm, we're not big on like sharing numbers, but let's just say like, of you course. know, revenues over 50 million. You could today. use your, and yes. Then back, and then back then, you know, I don't know, like $100,000 in the year. Wow. And within what, six years? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's we have over you. 50 employees. 
15,000 square foot, you know, office in Miami. Everybody has health benefits, full benefits. You know, we really do this stuff. You know, we, we grew like we scaled, you know, so fast. Um, you know, we donate to a ton of, you know, organizations, charities, you know, we like to, we're big on giving back. Like our, our vision is work hard, play hard and always give back, you know, since we're blessed to have this, you know, be in this position, we always love to give back. Um, but it's very you, important to give back. Yeah. If you have the means, of to. course, we love to do that, you know? Um, but yeah, like I said, the revenue is there, you know, that's awesome. We grew, bro. yeah, that's we scaled awesome. fast. So, so yeah. For all the listeners out there, you hear this story of Dan Folger took his business literally how I always say from the ground up, but he really built this shit from the ground up and now he's doing unreal numbers. And Dan, a lot of the listeners, the younger, they may want to start their own business. And with that being said, I want to ask you, what do you think is the most important thing that you did to actually grow your business to what it is today? Honestly, I would say building the right team is the most important. We built, we were surrounded by the right people. And I would honestly say being consistent, like literally being consistent, being just having that drive in you, you know, because you obviously have bad days. You have bad weeks. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people that starts to, you know, affect their, you know, their work ethic, start to get down, you know, stuff starts to trail off, this and that. So I would say literally, like I said, we were just, we wouldn't take no as an answer. We just, we were all driven. And like I said, having, we had just a, a team. We were the dream team, you know, we all could rely on each other to get something done. And if someone, you know, was busy or something that you, we could count on, you know, a partner to make sure it's done, you know, we all were just like, all, you know, played our part, played our role in it. That was definitely the most important thing, I think. Um, and That's then actually, so surrounding yourself with the right people, yeah, the big, having a team, you, dude, you couldn't do this by yourself, you know, being one person, it's impossible. Like it just wouldn't work. You need to build a team. You got to build a team you can trust. And another thing I would actually say too, what definitely made us scale was honestly our quality, like our quality. Like we, like I said, we, it just GLD is just like having, we had just the best, you know, when people get this stuff, they just be like, Oh my God, like, I cannot believe I just bought this like for, you know, 150 bucks and whatever, like our quality was there and it spoke for itself and word of mouth. And then obviously we just, the content and the lifestyle on the Instagram and social media. Yeah. Like we would just hit it on all That's aspects. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have some old school shop GLD stuff, like from so long ago, back when you guys were doing hats. Oh um, yeah. yeah. And I, I have one, I think I have one, Taylor gang chain from a tour that you guys like were doing I think I did a meet and greet with some of my boys with the Wiz and you guys did like the chains for the for the goodie bag or whatever it may be yeah it was the VIP the VIP came with like a uh, the Taylor gang chain that's right yeah yeah I have I have some old school stuff hidden hidden in the back of my closet but so I know that you guys do partnerships with like you said before NBA MLB NFL even Marvel and to some, those partnerships seem impossible, right? It seems like how how can a, a a company actually reach the ability to do a collab and have a partnership with these huge organizations and corporations? So, how did you guys go about obtaining you know these different partnerships? What was your approach for that for people that may want to do something similar, not related to jewelry, but if they think that their company is large enough where they can approach these organizations and do a collab how did you go about that so it was actually uh one of our partners who set it up he just had a relationship to people who already you know were working with these you know the nba you know on the sports era and we just it was a perfect fit you know you want to go and be like hey i sell 
I don't know, I sell pieces of paper. Like, you want to collab? You know, it just made sense. And the biggest thing is, it, yeah, number one, it made sense. Number two, our brand, again, spoke for itself. We were doing these collabs with, you know, these athletes, these artists. Um, it just all, it was just a full circle. You know, we made a great deck and they loved it. Like, they just loved it. They, the idea, it was came in a full circle, you know, like it literally just made sense. So like, if your brand makes sense, yes. Like, but you can't just Google like, hey, how do I get in contact with the NBA? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Of like, we had some, you know, partners who already Inside connections yeah we had some good connections unfortunately i can't give those out to people of course <laughs> but that i i wanted you to bring that up to go and show I, I was assuming and my assumption was right that your answer was going to be that someone inside shop gld had connections and that should go to show to all you listeners how important it is to be networking to be building relationships to be connecting keep in touch with people you know don't always be the person that's just like hitting someone up when you need something when like you need something hit them up all the time right like if you want to be friends with them be friends with them but utilize your resources be on linkedin be interacting with people connecting with people don't stop networking it's so important i can't even tell you enough just from my own personal experience how right that's why dan's sitting on here like we kept in touch over the years like networked with each other and here he is on the podcast so it just goes to show and now I want to talk about, obviously, you guys have a large social media presence like we spoke about before, but how important is that social media presence for your company? Like, would you say it's one of the most important things? What would you say in terms of that? Yeah, I mean, I just feel like, I feel like social media is just like your portfolio nowadays. Honestly, yeah. you know, like you look at 100%. it and you're like, holy, sh yeah, like our website's great. Don't get me wrong, but. We need, you know, a lot of traffic. We have traffic from everywhere, you know, Google, YouTube, Facebook, this and that. But like, I mean, yeah, Facebook's a social media. Like, you know, like it builds trust with these, with our our, our customers. You know, if you go on our Instagram and you see, um, you know, us posting with, you know, Polo G, you know, Kevin Durant, ASAP Rocky, you know, all these photos and us, you know, showing behind the scenes of, you know, coming with the lifetime warranty card. And, you know, we could really... You, we could really show the people who we are and like what, you know, what we that offer. Brand recognition. Brand recognition. Exactly. You know, like what we did, uh, if you hit like a threshold and like buys with us, you know, okay. um, like orders, we've been sending out a uh, free hat, like a free poster, free thank you card, you know, just like, just, you know, some loyal customers and it's dope. Like we get every day I'm getting like a hundred, you know, story posts that I'm, re you know, reposting and people being like, yo, what the hell? Like I just got a random hat from shop GLD. Thank you guys are the best, you know, like. You know, on social media, it's important. Like I'm showing people, you know, that we really do this stuff. We really care about our, you know, you know, our our people, our fans, um, our buyers. So I think it's super important. Like you know, like unless you're like you know, in it, I don't know, healthcare. You know, people that really or like you know, something that has, yeah. does not in, like that does not matter. Social media, but we are e-commerce. We are on the internet. Our buyers are kids and adults who are on their phones, you know, and on social media. So that's definitely important. Number one thing, probably. 100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more there. I think even no matter what industry you're really in, unless it's some obscure, crazy, unique industry that social media would bring no value to you, even having a social media account, posting on it once a week, you know, a few times a month, whatever it may be, it definitely helps your brand recognition like you were talking about because that's what everyone's on nowadays is social media. Like even my parents are on it or they're on social media. You know, it's just what it is. But now I want to ask you, what is the coolest, craziest experience, coolest story you've had from being the owner at Shop GLD? Like maybe someone you've met, 
something that inspired you? What would you say to that? Wow. Um, my coolest experience. I don't want to say like meeting people because I already before that, you know, being with Wiz and all that, I was meeting people. So like that was obviously cool. But like, you know what? I think just like. Damn, he's stumped. Here I know. For real. No, guys, I got it. I know exactly what it is to be able to actually give people jobs. That is the coolest so funny. thing. I was going to say that. Dude, I was going to say. Is that literally, that I, no, that is it. To literally just for what we do. I mean, dude, we support, you know, people like and to give people jobs, you know, benefits. We do, um, you know, we do every month employee of the month and give them, like, you know, $1,000, you know, this and that. Like we do a lot of cool stuff. So like to me, that's awesome, dude. Like we built like a family, you know. And we trust these people, you know, obviously, like we can't, we wouldn't be functioning without our, you know, without our workers. So I think that's yeah, like the you coolest. you take care of your employees and they'll take care yeah, of your Yeah, so like business. that's definitely the coolest thing ever to be in a position to help people to really, you know, to, yeah, to be in a position to hire people and give them, you know, an actual, you know, job and career. And that, that's dope, man. Like that's definitely yeah, the coolest you said, thing. You said, you, I think you said you have 50 people that you've employed, Chop GLD is employed. So that means you're helping put food on the table for at least 50 people, probably more. Yeah, it's just, that's the best thing. And, you know, just be able to like, like I said, like just us giving back and all those senses, that's just dope, man. That's definitely the coolest that's thing. That's awesome. That's good for you that you recognize that and you t never take that for granted and, your eyes are open to the fact that you're fortunate enough to be able to do something like that. But Dan, bro, what's the website, the Shop GLD website? Can you give it out to the listeners if they want to, you know, while they're listening, go check it out? So, guys, it's shopgld.com. Dope. Check Dope. it out. Damn, bro, you get, yeah. you're going to need to give them a special discount code for the listeners. Uh, <laughs> if I... We should have had that ready. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe, maybe I could do that. I could live. do that for sure. We can go live or some sort. I don't have it made up right now. It would take a second, but that would be a good idea. Yeah, we yeah, we can do that for sure. We'll go live and we'll do something like that. So everyone, keep your eyes peeled for that for sure. So switching gears here because whenever I have a successful business person like yourself, I like to ask them questions that pertain to the business world a little more in general. So. Like I said before, this podcast is about the shit that's not taught in school. So did you know anything about like filing taxes, any legal work you need, insurance, anything like that? Or were you learning all of this on the fly too? That was not my specialty. We were learning that on the fly. My other partners um, were the ones who would handle that. But like I said, uh, as we were growing, it was good. So you always bring in people who are smarter than you. That's what you yeah. usually want to do. You don't want to bring in people who are not as smart as you. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. we were bringing in partners, you know, who had, were smarter than us, you know, and, and new stuff. But like, yeah. And then just at the back end of it is act, you know, an actual company. There's so much stuff to it. Like, dude, I, did, I don't, even to this day, I'm like, hey, that's, you got this. Like, I, I don't know. That's your, you know, lane. You're good at that. I don't know. I mean, I'm still that's obviously awesome learning. that you're able to recognize though, that like you can't do it all, right? I think a lot of business owners, they do try and do it all. And then they fail at some parts of it instead of, saying, okay, I don't know what I'm doing here. You take this over, just like you said. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Great. That's what happens if people try to, you know, do everything or, you know, like I'll, it's great to learn everything, you know, but I know my strong points. I know my weak points. Being organized on, on top of all this stuff with insurance and this and that is not like, that's not me. Mind, you know, being creative, you know, the content, networking, deals, you know, stuff like that's me. And that's, you got to be aware of that. Like, you know, you wouldn't be like, all right, Dan, you're going to learn you know, the accounting tomorrow, like I have no interest in that. So like, I'm just not <laughs> going to like, Dan's going to take pictures of the, yeah, the like, payroll what? stubs. So yeah, like <laughs> that's just people got to be aware of that, you know? Yeah. And 
another question I like to ask is, is there a time of failure that you've experienced, that Shop GLD has experienced, that you would be willing to share with the audience and the listeners? Because, and the reason I like to ask this question is I think a lot of times, especially on social media, you see success stories, but you never see the failures. And whenever I talk to a successful person, there's always some sort of failure that they've endured. And I, I'm a true believer that like you're not going to be successful unless you failed at least once. And if you've only failed one time, then you're pretty lucky in that scenario. So is there any times that you would be willing to share a failure and how you overcame that failure and didn't let it interrupt your mindset or your end goals? Yeah. So yeah, this is very easy. So, you know, when we were just starting off now, nowadays we don't really fail much. We're, we're crushing it. You know, like we paid our dues, we learned, you know, but starting out, dude, we, the number one thing would be not budgeting. You know, we didn't, you know, like we didn't really run numbers. We would overpay stuff. You know what I'm saying? We, do this, do that, do that. Next thing you know, we're in negative. We're like, dude, we didn't, you know, we didn't sell enough to make a profit or now we're down. Or, or like, I remember one time, this is hilarious. We bought clothes, like shirt samples, clothing is samples that we were going to, you know, do an order with. And like, we are going to sell, dude, we ended up wearing all the clothes out one night to go out in Pittsburgh. And we got like drunk and destroyed them all. Like it stains on it. Like, dude, we spent like a thousand bucks. Like back when we were just starting off, that was huge. And we literally wore it. We were so excited. We're like, these clothes are sick. We're going to wear them out. And we wore them out and just, just ruined them. And like, you know, we lost it. And I mean, I guess the overcoming of it was just like being like, you know, like being like, okay, money goes very fast. We really need to actually start budgeting out what we're spending money on. You know what I'm saying? Like of course, we really yeah. got to like, okay, cool. We're going to spend you know, X amount of money on influencers, you know, so we get X amount of, you know, in return. If that doesn't work, we're not going over that budget, you know, or just like, Hey guys, like we can't be ordering food on the card every day. You know what I'm saying? Just, just being smart about it. Like people get excited. Like, oh, we'll just put on the business card. But next thing you know, like, dude, you're in a business to make money, you know, like not yeah, buy yourself 100%. stuff. So I think just like, you know, being really aware of your spendings, but other than just like that, like, um, yeah, that, I mean, we had obviously people have, you know, setbacks and whatnot. Always just got to overcome it. There's always a solution, you know, just can't really panic. You just got to straight up sit down and figure it out. Thank you for sharing that. It is much appreciated. Those stories, you know, whatever your comments are, they're always going to bring some light to some situation that at some point someone is going to be going through and they're going to remember listening to this podcast and thinking, oh shit, like Dan came over this, you know, I can come over this. And that's just how you got to think of shit. Yeah. Well, bro, before I ask you what some of the last questions of the interview, is there anything you'd like to talk about in terms of Shop GLD, your come-up story, being Wiz's photographer, anything about business in general that you want to touch on? Um, I would just say to you know, any, of the, any of the listeners out there who you know, are entrepreneurs or young entrepreneurs or want to be an entrepreneur, you know, just, just keep trucking at it. You know? Just keep going hard. Keep believing in yourself because there's definitely going to be people who doubted you, you know, throughout the way like I you know I still have people who doubt like oh you're not gonna get that you're not gonna do that deal or this or that like you just gotta you those know, are always the ones that are motivating you yeah to you do gotta it. just do it man you just gotta um and especially the people who feel like you're stuck you know and, it, and you might not see a better day or you know what I'm saying it, life always gets better man I'll tell you that right now like things change you just gotta be positive and just be blessed you know and just work hard that's it like work hard nothing's gonna fall in your lap you know Unless the you know, unless you're someone who gets hits a lottery ticket, but like realistically, you got to work for what you want. So just straight up to anyone out there listening to this, work hard, 
and when you do work hard enjoy it too you gotta have fun you know why you're doing this like we you know just gotta be happy man being happy and you may have already answered this question but the final and what you were just speaking about but the final question that i end every interview with is dan what do you wish you knew when you were in your early 20s oh this is a good one um I love it. Every, every Ooh, person's okay, size. Okay, okay, okay. Let me, I want to think of a good answer. You know what? Maybe I wish I had more of a mindset of like this, like anything's possible. Kind of like, any, you know, like, hey, man, like, you know, everyone gets discouraged, you know, like I did not, I'll tell you, it's like I had big dreams for GLD. Don't get me wrong. But like to think to where we're at now, it's like, um, you know, like I wish I was when I was young thinking, I don't, maybe this doesn't make sense. I'm trying to think. Like, No, it, do, it does make sense. It's like, don't put restrictions on yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, if you said, Dan, you think you'll be, I'd be like, oh no, you know, we're going to be killing it, but not, you know, how we are now. Like I just, you know, like literally you should be telling yourself, I can make a billion dollars. Like, you know, like I'm going to do this. Like, you Manifest know, it. yes, literally like, because look, it actually happened. Like, you know, like, so I just like, I wish when I was in twenties, like, Hey man, like, you're so young. This is your time to go so hard. Like, you know, like take the, a lot of successful older in their 40s and their 50s entrepreneurs. A lot of things that I've learned from interviewing them is they're like, don't be afraid to take risks. Right. Because like I, when, I when you're younger, risk, you can take the most risks. Yeah, yeah that's so. very true. To the listeners out there, definitely take risks. You're not going to get anywhere without doing it. I was a risk taker straight up, you know, by not going to college, by quitting my jobs to go on tours to going on tours and not getting paid that's a risk you know to trying to be like i'll figure out how to pay the car you know my car bill um blah 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 like you it literally i can name a, a million risks the for the reason why i'm here like straight up because like you don't you i'm telling you right now there's not one entrepreneur out there business owner anybody successful who did not take risks like it's just not true like everyone had to take risks to like you know to even take yeah like it's just the truth man you know like, and then like someone always people always say to me like take it while you're younger because like you don't have a mortgage you don't have family to take care of you don't have all these things that are as a responsibility as a weight on your shoulders and if you don't take it now when you do have those things you're probably not going to take it because you have these responsibilities these duties to fulfill and you're not going to want to risk not being able to do that for your family, for your significant other, for the roof over your head. So yeah, there's a lot more of a, a consequence if it doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you take the risk and it doesn't work out, well, you're moving out of your house. You know what I'm saying? Like mine is like, okay, cool. Like I'm in 20. Like I, my life isn't over. So that that's major. What you just said is hits. You know, hits it on the head. That's for sure. So all you young guys out there, this is your time to shine, man. You gotta yeah, and you gotta and, do it. and I bet you that if you had a podcast like this to listen to, to learn from a banker, from an insurance agent, from a tax specialist, if you had the ability to get this free information, you would utilize it. So when you stepped into the real world, created your own business, you wouldn't be so blinded by all these different things. You would know, like, okay, I have to do this. Okay, I have to do that. You would know that. So you would utilize that, right? Of course. You gotta take other people's knowledge, other, you know, people who were already, you know. This is free knowledge, guys. Everything. What, what did what did uh, Elon Musk say? You can learn everything on the internet. Yeah, said I that. saw I saw that the other day. Actually, a clip of that. Yeah, I think uh, maybe I reposted it, but I love that. You can learn. Oh, maybe it was you. I saw. You can learn everything. That's awesome, bro. 
Well, that's it for this interview. It was filled with great information. Thank you again, bro, for making the time to come on the show. Keep growing, keep leading. And I know this episode will be an inspiration for listeners. And everyone, keep your eyes peeled. I'm going to talk to Dan. Maybe we could do a little podcast discount code or maybe we'll do some sort of giveaway. We'll figure it out after. But keep your eyes peeled. And thank you again, bro. We'll have to keep up, keep talking, and keep growing. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Obviously, love coming on talking about stuff and hopefully, you know, anybody listening to this, you're, you know, inspired, learn something, whatever it is, man. Let's get it. Yeah, let's do it. For sure. To hear success stories and how people ended up creating something from nothing is always inspirational to me. It shows me that anything's possible, just like Dan said. And it should be inspirational to all of you listeners to hear someone that went from not knowing how he was going to pay his car payment, not knowing how he was going to pay different bills to now, you know, living this luxury, lavish lifestyle that he worked hard for. It's not like anything was handed to him. He put in the grind hours. He put in the time, the energy. I'm sure there were blood, sweat and tears, but he built this shit up from the ground and look at what he was talking about today. And I hope this episode can be one that shows you what you're able to accomplish in your lifetime as long as you dream big. And I love what Dan said about don't put restrictions on yourself at a young age just know that anything's possible because that is the honest truth it is possible if someone told me i was going to have a podcast a year ago i would be like you're you're nuts i'm not going to have a podcast and if someone told me like your podcast is going to be charting in five different countries i would tell you fuck off again because i would never expect that so Thank you all. I love you all so much. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use. Tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell a family member. That's going to help the show grow. Leave a five-star review if you can. It's been so great to be back behind this microphone talking to you all. I hope you have a great weekend. And this is the best of the best. Maverick's Guide to Success, where if you listen to this show, I hold you to a higher standard that you must always lead by example. Thank you, everyone. I'll talk to you leaders next week.